Hello and welcome to Realities May Vary, the podcast that is on whenever we choose and talk about whatever because our work ethic is not really existent. I'm Brian Noonan. With me, as always, uh, my well-coiffed co-host and well-lit. Oh, your lights in your closet look fantastic. It's Cody Goff. Hi, Cody. Ethic. I hardly knew her. Anyway, in today's show, we have a jam-packed show. that We have like 100 topics that I'm going to preview right now because that's my job. We're going to do a quick holiday recap because, you know, we haven't been around in a few weeks. Brian has some qualms with New Year's Eve TV. Uh, we're going to talk New Year's resolutions. Ooh. What are yours? What are mine? What are they good for? Who knows? Uh, I had a minor home re... Uh, home... So I did a thing to my house, kind of. Uh, That's interesting. It'll... This is, Good, really good tease. Well, I hope uh, it's more interesting than the tease. The yeah, tease it, is a convoluted mess. It won't be. I wrote down bear hibernate. Oh, you hibernated like a bear. Brian yeah. hibernated like a bear. He's got some things to talk about that. Brian's going to give a one-question history test. I do not know what this entails, but I'm looking forward to it. I have an update on my table project. There was my desk. Ooh. The woodworking thing that I started a year yeah, ago. Yeah, that's been going forever. There's finally an update on that. Uh, and I have a question about an event taking place in Oak Brook Terrace in, uh, let's see, when's this weekend, actually. Oh I have questions about that. You ever been to the Chicago Home Show? Call us at uh, realitiesmayvary <laughs> at <laughs> facebook.com or oh, some bullshit. Uh, so that's uh, <laughs> that's right. my really great intro. Wow, uh, that is a great info <clears throat> intro. Hi, Linda. How are you? Linda is joining us. First, the five, um, the 30-second check-in, which could last up to five minutes. I don't have much to say. I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I'm drinking a Sam Adams Winter Ale in my oh, nice little uh, branding here. Crafty Brewers mug. It says Ooh. hashtag support craft beer. Hashtag drink local. Hashtag Crafty Brewers, which you can buy at craftybrewerspod.com. We do sell merchandise to help support this show and that show. And uh, the other thing today was today was a little exhausting. Um, my wife now. Uh, teaches very early classes in the morning. So I am now responsible for carting both of my children to daycare. Okay. The daycare is about a half hour away. Got my kids to daycare. It was fine. What the time do they is, go to daycare? Uh, oh, I mean, I leave at like around eight. It's not okay. crazy. I mean, I can get there anytime I want. I could leave at 10 if I want, but I should work at some point. Sure, sure. Um, but but I, I if I want them to get fed by the school, I need to leave by about eight. So... Um, but the reason this this relates to my mood and attitude and situation now is because I then I knew I knew my daughter felt warm this morning and she was very quiet, which is not her. I I <laughs> knew she was sick, and I just like an idiot. I didn't arrive and ask the teacher to take her temperature. Well, I drive the daycare's in Naperville, so I drive a half hour home. An hour later, what do we get? A message from daycare: your daughter's sure. got a fever. Okay, well, sure, drive back. Do the whole thing. So I spent a lot of car time today. But you leave? Do you leave your son there, or does he have to come home too? Nah, he hung out. He hung out. Different classroom. He's fine. But uh, I got home, and um, uh, our homecoming was messy. I will leave it at that. And then I put her down for a nap. Well, after I showered her down, I put her down for. Well, a that nap. answers that answers my top or bottom question. Uh, there was so much of everything involved. And then, oh. uh, no, 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 I didn't shower then. I just wiped her off, put her down for a nap. When I open her door three hours later, I will not describe the scene, but the stench actually made me almost vomit immediately. Uh, 
it was the worst smell. It was one of the worst smells I've ever like wow. had a human produce. She was she is quite empty now. And um, the toxins we'll, got shot out. We'll be better, but I spent a, a fair amount of my day cleaning fluids off of my and her body. So it's, you know, it just was a bit. It was a parenting day, and I'm just uh, wow. ready for it to end. So I've got my beer. My wife made some jalapeno poppers, which I'm going to pop while Brian's giving his update. Nice. And uh, there we are. How are you? Wow, I am. Uh, I'm exhausted, but not because anyone covered me with fluids. It was the first day back at school. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm done. I, uh, it was it, exhausting is the Doesn't only that word. necessarily mean that you were covered with fluids? You always talk about how they're all small. Well, I, in PE, I stay away from them mostly. Mm. And today was hard because it was their first day back. So I tried to cut them some slack, uh, except the fifth graders were just out of control. So, you know, I, yeah, <laughs> Mike is right. He says, don't give your daughter any of those poppers. Babies don't need jalapenos anyway, even if their digestive tract is 100%. So, yeah. yeah, hopefully everything's gone from that direction. So, yeah, I was tired after school. Then I had to rush to get a uh, – I got a haircut today because I have an event on Sunday, and I wanted to look sweet. Uh, and then it was – all right, here's a conundrum, quick conundrum. So I had to go to Jewel. Uh, because, of course, it's going to snow tomorrow, allegedly. Happy New Year, everybody, by the way. Welcome to 2024. Uh, the first uh, realities may vary of the new year. There, I got that out of the way. Whenever you're listening to this, you, we did it right after the first of the year. Anyway, um, so I went to Jewel because yesterday I was going to go to Jewel, and I had kind of the same um, same ailment as your daughter, it sounds like, which kind of put me down for a few hours yesterday afternoon. And uh, might have to actually, as a, as we started this, it might have to cut this podcast a little short. <laughs> anyway, um, so I go into Jewel before the haircut. And the haircut place now, they're like, they have this policy. Oh, if you're a couple minutes late, you forfeit your spot and we charge your card and a whole, you know, it's a nightmare. So the Jewel's right across the parking lot. And I'm like, well, I could do this. I go in and, of course, uh, forgetting that it's Cheap Chicken Monday uh, at Jewel which means the deli uh, is always packed. And I just need to get some ham for Debbie and some turkey for me. That's all. But, um, you know, I get everything else because the deli's too packed. And I'm like, all right, I'll come back after my haircut. But before I made that decision, I had walked up to the deli to pull a number. And I pulled number 04. And laying right there under the numbers was number 95. Now, the next number that the guy called was 95. I had literally just walked up, picked up this number, and he called, my, called that number. And I'm like, 95. And then all these people started screaming. That guy just walked up, and he got 95, and we've been standing here forever, and we got blah, 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 blah. And part of me wanted to, I did it. I did say, this was my only retort. Well, I've got the number. But then they were screaming, and I'm like, I'm not getting involved in this shit. And then the guy behind the counter starts screaming, well, that's why we got to have numbers. And I'm like, I have the number. Really? We looked right at the 95, but these two older women were hollering. So I was like, fine. 
and I left. I got my haircut. I went back to Jewel and then picked a, got another number and everything was fine. I got my stuff right away and I came home. But, uh, but yeah, I, I almost got a, you know, I almost started a ruckus at the Jewel just because, hey, it's not my fault that somebody that number 95 decided to leave and left their number there. And I happened upon it right after he called 94. I could have been a jerk and went, no, I just walked away. I've had 95 the whole time and, you know, it turned it into a whole big thing. Then there would have been videos. Then security would have been called. And these old women would have claimed it was racism, that the patriarchy was getting the, their cold cuts before they could get their cheap chicken. Yeah. And uh, it was a whole thing. And I avoided it. So I was happy with myself for avoiding it um, because I just was I, I didn't have the energy to fight it. So that was, but what would you have, would, would I have been in the wrong to push it? I mean, kind of. Not, not if there were old ladies involved. They don't there stand for that. There were old ladies. And, and then they started getting the old, there are a lot of old people buying cheap chicken on Monday at Jewel. Yeah. And uh, boy, the old, the elderly don't want to wait. Mm -mm. And since I'm pretty close to that, I get it. I don't want to wait either. But I happen to pay, like, listen. You're telling me that if one of those uh, old bags hadn't had walked up and picked up that 95, she would have thrown out her number and taken the 95? It depends. I don't know. I will say, though, if I had been standing in line and some jamoke walked up and just picked the number up and went, hey, that's me, I'd have been like, oh, you said it. Right, uh, right. Yeah. So I get it. But that's, uh, yeah, that's that's how I'm doing. That's how we're doing. So it did, 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 did uh, does hibernating like a bear have anything to do with these? Oh ailments? my God. No, the ailments. It was just my entire, uh, my entire ho holiday Christmas break from school. I reverted to my old habits. I stayed up late and I slept late. I didn't set an alarm. It was the greatest. I slept and by late, like 10 o'clock, I think one day I slept till almost 11. Um, cause I was going to bed at one, two o'clock. So I was just watching TV and stuff. And then I just slept cause I didn't have to be anywhere. Wow. And the days I did work, I work at night. So I didn't even have to worry about work. Once, once the 26th was over noon on the 26th, I was free because I did, um, I did mornings on the 26th at WTMJ and after that, it was just my night show. So, oh, I was sleeping. It was, Cody, it was glorious. I would sleep. Then I would get up and I'd wander downstairs. And I felt bad because Debbie, the week between Christmas and New Year's and even last week, was working at home. But I couldn't feel that bad because I didn't have to work. I was on break. I did stuff around the house. I didn't just sleep all day. But man, I got, oh, I got a lot of sleep. It was great. Yeah, I don't have that in my life now that I have kids. Yeah, welcome. Hey, listen, I didn't for years and years. So I've been up since four ish. Four this morning? Yeah, my kids Why? have really been into this whole wake up very early thing. Why? I don't know. Because they you give me. them. Can you give them a little uh, shot of whiskey doo doo before bedtime? And I do. And knock them out. Two edibles. Two edibles is good. 
That's not, and say they still, the edibles don't knock them out? They build up a tolerance pretty quick. Uh, I don't do that, DCFS. So just for anybody listening to that, um, yeah, no. <laughs> sleep is not a thing that happens a lot. Well, listen, I- um, Parents <clears throat> of young children never get sleep. That's that's the deal. Now, I know it's the, the new year and I don't want to date this podcast too badly because okay. Christmas is so seasonal. But since you mentioned sure. sleeping over Christmas break, we do need to follow up so just skip forward if you're like, ah, oh, it's January and or February. I don't want to listen to that. Hey, quick recap, because this is important. This was Brian's first Christmas alone with his wife and not daughter since the daughter happened. And so since the daughter, 27 years. Yeah. So I, I have talked to you about this uh, previously, right. but I think the listener needs to know how did it go? What was it like? What did you do? Oh, well. Uh, the thumbnail is fantastic. Uh, so they came over. No, they came over. Molly and her her betrothed. He's not betrothed. His boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, her boyfriend. It's a fun uh, word to say, though. Even though that did come up, I guess in Pennsylvania. Um, not that they were getting married. People were asking if she was moving with him and stuff. But I'm jumping ahead. Sure. They came over on the 22nd because, as I mentioned uh, last year, Molly cannot pass up on her gifts. So I knew she was coming before she went to Pennsylvania with the boyfriend. And they came over. They had been at my mom's for lunch, and they came over, and it was very nice. And we had, uh, you know, Molly had told him that a lot of times back in the day on Christmas Eve, we used to order Chinese food. So we ordered Chinese food, and then we exchanged gifts. And, uh, you know, we had some gifts for him, which he really seemed to like. And Molly got her presents. And then... Um, he was very, he had, he gave Debbie and I a pretzel making class. So in February, we're going to make pretzels and beer cheese with this virtual class, which was fun. And then he gave me, because I brewed my first batch of beer. Well, for my next batch of beer, he gave me Captain America beer caps to put on my bottles. Oh, dude. Yep. He won. He won Christmas. I was very, very excited. Um, so that was fun. And we had a nice night, and then Debbie went to bed, and the three of us stayed up and watched Better Off Dead, the 1980s John Cusack comedy. And, um, you know, I watched them canoodle on the couch. They were sitting next to each other, making goo-goo eyes at each other. Mm. And I was just in the recliner. <laughs> but no, he's very, he's very nice. So we had a nice night, and they got up, and because... On Christmas morning, we usually had, uh, well, well, all of Molly's, is since she was able to ask, we had Cinnabon on Christmas morning. So we had Cinnabon the next morning, and then they left and um, went to Pennsylvania. So that was the 23rd, 24th, my mom came. Uh, I picked her up. We brought her over here for brunch. It was nice. She stayed like five or six hours. And um, so Christmas Eve... Uh, calm. Debbie went to bed. Santa came and left a couple presents that he hadn't given Debbie on the 22nd, put a toy in Walter and Lawson's stocking. And then yes, watch bad Santa as I always do. Mm. Here's the part where it gets really good. Cause at 27, Molly still gets up probably as early as your children on Christmas day. Not this year here. We didn't even set an alarm. We got up, I think, 9, 30, 10 o'clock Christmas morning. Nice. It was great. We wandered downstairs, 
had the coffee, had some coffee, exchanged our few gifts, um, and then just relaxed. And I did some work for. Uh, it was I will say it was weird, but it weird in an okay way. Weird where it was like, oh, all right, this is this is fine. We got to see her. She called uh, Christmas. She got mad because she called and we didn't answer the phone. Well, because we were opening some gifts and drinking some coffee. And so Debbie called her back. She's like, why did you answer the phone? And Debbie, well, because we were opening our presents. And um, she was having, they. she gets along really well with his family and they seem to treat her very well, which is terrific. But uh, she was a little, she was a little put off because they, every family has different traditions, right? For Christmas. We get up. And we've always gotten up, and as soon as I pour myself a cup of coffee and Debbie pours a cup of coffee, we start opening presents. Well, their family wakes up, opens their stockings, then doesn't do presents till after breakfast. Oh, that was driving Molly crazy. She's like, I, I, got, I can't believe we have to wait. And she was laughing as she said it. She wasn't completely serious, but she was a little serious. She, was, she saw presents over there. She wanted to open them. She is, she's just like a little kid. Well, yeah, it was, um, you know, a piece of her was here because Walter lived here for about two weeks. <laughs> sure. uh, Walter got a nice picture of Walter pulling a, a new toy out of his stocking. Wait, two weeks? Uh, almost. It was two days short of two weeks. Wow, that's a trip. Yeah. Well, she, they went to Pennsylvania. Then they were back in Starved Rock on the 30th for a wedding. Oh, then he, they went to the Bears game on New Year's Eve and then a party. And Molly was going to pick Walter up on New Year's Day, but New Year's Eve ran late. So she was like, can I come on Tuesday? And so she came on Tuesday, and he had been here since Thursday, two weeks before. Nice. So, yeah. So it was, it was, it was nice. It was different. It was okay. I still made a, a wonderful dinner, and I... For some reason, a number of years ago, I bought a Bluetooth Weber thermometer. That oh, you put yeah. the probe in the meat. Yes, I bought it and I meant to use it. And but then I was worried about it. And last summer I took it out of the box and I put the batteries in it and I still didn't use it. And I had bought this beef tenderloin. And I'm like, boy, I spent a lot of money on this piece of meat. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. I'm gonna use this thermometer today. Cause I had already downloaded the app. I had already programmed every, I was set, but I just, I plugged it in. I watched in amazement as this app on my phone told me the internal temperature of my beef tenderloin. <laughs> click, 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 click. Had my twice baked potatoes, crab cakes, and this beef tenderloin came off the grill. Oh my God. It was fantastic. Amazing. Yes. It was so delicious. Now, and there were no arguments. There were, everything was lovely. Everything was just lovely. I did get Molly made. Well, you'll have to come over and I'll pour you a flight because Molly gave me a custom-built flight board. Oh. With my, Noonan inscribed on it and four glasses and, yeah. So it's got the little chalk thing so I can write down what beers. Dude, that's rad. It is pretty rad. It is. So that's that. But yeah, the holidays the holidays were good. And then I was sleeping. Sleeping, eating, you know, little work here and there. Everything was dandy. 
Well, I, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's a new tradition, but I did something very new for me on Christmas. What's that? <clears throat> we did Christmas Eve. Uh, we did. We woke up on Christmas Eve at my parents. Okay. Um, to do like, like Christmas morning there, which was great, fantastic. Saw my family. Good. Next day, then we came back that night. Uh, I had toyed with the idea of doing. See. See, my local parish, the church we go to, it has t- the 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 it had a 4 p.m. Christmas Eve mass or a 10 p.m. too late for the kids. And yeah, then like late. a 10 a.m. Christmas Day mass. Now, as a kid, I remember one or two times where we did open presents and then went to church, but it was like 11:15 or 12:30 mass. Okay. Not 10 o'clock, right? Like 11:15. All right, you're up by 8 a.m. You open the presents. You get about an hour to play with them, hour and a half. All right, maybe bring a toy to church or whatever. Go there for a quick hour, come back. That's fine. 10 a.m., not going to happen. Not with my kids. There's no way. To get to get them in the car, no. and, and especially at my parish, which is very full on big days. Like, okay. we want to grant. I went one day, and there was sure. no parking. I had to park, like, down the block, basically. Both parking lots were full. I walked it's in. Because the Creaster Catholics come out. No, no, no. This was a different day. There was a random day in like October, and I went in, and there was nowhere. You, I went in. You're standing room only in the vestibule, in the entryway. Yeah. I had to stand in the hall outside the entryway because it was Grandparents' Day. Oh God! And that's not even a real day. That doesn't. Not it's not even a day. real day. And that's how full my church gets. So, like, the idea of going on Christmas, we would have had to leave at like eight, right? Or oh yeah, literally. So that wasn't going to happen. So we did. We did Christmas Eve mass in Rockford. But <clears throat> the thing is, we got about Christmas Eve uh, night, and uh, and we always have eggs and toast for breakfast. You know? Eggs and toast. We know that. So the play, I didn't have a big meal planned because my go-to holiday meal is prime rib. Well, my, my dad made a delicious prime rib for Christmas Eve. So nice. wasn't going to double to it. All right. So it's like, well, we can at least have our eggs and toast, whatever. And then, well, it turns out we didn't do a lot of shopping. We're out of eggs. We had some Greek yogurt. All of it was past the best buy date. And <laughs> it was all still probably fine. But like, I was like, no. And I, right then and there on Christmas Eve night, I said to myself, you know what? I crushed Christmas this year. Like, I got the best gifts for people. I got, like, for my kids, for my kids, uh, for their bedrooms. I found, like, like my the nursery, my daughter's room, is a yeah. Beatrix Potter-themed room. And I found this, like, framed and matted, beautiful, like, Beatrix Potter, like, Peter Rabbit art on a Facebook oh, wow. marketplace for, like, 10 bucks. Nice. So, get, so it's, like, a gift for my daughter, but also for my wife. Sure. Right? My son likes Winnie the Pooh. I found this framed Winnie the Pooh print, like five, like it was like $2 at a resale shop. Oh, Put God. some old English on there, fixed up the frame, looks good as new. Um, stuff like that. Like I just crushed it, Brian. I got my wife like eight little, like the smaller gifts, but like tiny little, you know, like fun little things. Right? I yeah, just, yeah. I crushed it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to crush Christmas for me. I just spent <laughs> like three days straight rapping and getting last minute things and making sure everybody's taken care of. And you know what? I was just like, on Christmas morning, I'm going to Uber Eats McDonald's <laughs> breakfast. Okay. And I spent $50 on McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of breakfast. And it's like the minute my kids were up waiting to go downstairs, I went to the bathroom, 
took a little pee pee, ordered on the McDonald's app. I'm like, bring me, bring me the steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Bring me the sausage McMuffin egg. Bring me the large coffee. I don't even want to make coffee this morning. <laughs> I just want food on my door from McDonald's. And we oh. went downstairs and we opened presents. And the minute presents were over, I looked at my phone and realized McDonald's dropped off my order 10 minutes ago. Oh, God. how we missed it. Went outside. The coffee was the perfect temperature to drink. Wasn't going to burn us. We all sat down as a family. My son willingly came to the kitchen table and sat nicely. And we had a beautiful family Christmas breakfast of McDonald's. I tipped the driver 20 bucks, even though it was a mile away because it was Christmas Day. It's Christmas, and I'm Ebenezer. A spirit. It was amazing. I was, uh, I, I may do that every year. I am shocked that McDonald's is open and delivering on Christmas morning, but that is, that is a lovely Christmas tradition that you started. I, <laughs> it's like the Cinnabon, but now yours is McDonald's. Yeah. And like, again, it's great. I, I am not an advocate of places being open on Christmas, but if yeah, they that's are, true. <laughs> if they are, then by God, I'm going to give some, I'm going to slip the guy 20 bucks for driving three minutes to my house. Yeah. Well, you got, you got to tip big on Christmas day. Yeah. And I'm sure they're making double time too. So I, well, like, hopefully in, in, in a best case scenario, it's someone that doesn't care about or celebrate Christmas and they're just in it for the money. Right. In a medium best case scenario, they like Christmas, but they've decided to work a little bit on Christmas so that they can get some extra cash and right. then go enjoy. And in a worst case scenario, they're working and they hate it. But in any of those scenarios, giving them an extra 20 bucks is a win for them, right? Yeah. Oh, no. I, th you, I think you tipped wonderfully. Yeah. So, you know. 20 is, a good, 20 is a great tip and your family enjoyed it and you were stress-free and it w worked. I think it's a win-win. And Every, was, that sounds great. And it was a delicious breakfast. And I took one hit from my vape pen. Wow. Before I did it, just a chill morning, watch the kids. They're tiny. I wasn't high. I just, I just thought it'd be funny. Um, <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. Watch the kids be, well, I mean, the son was thrilled. My daughter likes wrapping paper. She likes sure, to pick that up. A and year old, yeah. Eat it and throw it. It's funny. Anyway, that was my Christmas. And then for New Year's, I had a, a small get-together. I had some in-laws visiting, and uh, a couple friends came over. It was very nice. I extended the invite to you, but you were you did. you did something alternate. And I hear you have some words about New Year's Eve television. Good leading, Cody. Very uh, smooth transition. Yeah, I don't go out on New Year's Eve anymore. <laughs> no, there's not a chance in hell I'm leaving the house on New Year's Eve. I uh, For years, I was people's entertainment on New Year's Eve. Now I'm old and curmudgeonly, and I appreciated your offer very much. But one, I didn't want to uh, crash your party. And two, it was not in my house, so I wasn't going to go. Um, but I do appreciate the offer, and I waited for about three or four seconds. So, you know, I gave it ample thought mm -hmm. before I answered. Uh, no, we did what we always do. Well, what we've done probably since Molly was in high school and was having kids over to our house on New Year's Eve, we got sushi. Um, and we ordered it early and it was a new year's miracle. There was no traffic going to get the sushi and no traffic coming home from the sushi. And the sushi was done when I walked in the door. Nice. So I walked in, gave them my order. They gave me my sushi. I was back and forth in no time. Um, we ate our sushi. 
And then we sat down and watched some TV and it came time for the local bro. We're the third largest media market in the country. And by we, I mean, Chicago. Are we? Uh, and we, yeah. <coughs> and we've, we've talked about this many, many times, but oh my God, local broadcasts for new year's Eve are awful. Just CBS doesn't even do a local one anymore. They just bring in this redneck Yahoo Nashville country uh, celebration that they run all night. NBC has two people on there that I have no idea who they are. Uh, one guy, and there I, I, I don't say this to be mean because he's very open about He's a gay gentleman, and he was dressed um, flamboyantly. He kept saying, that he was getting texts saying he looked like a gay Cruella DeVille. This was this was his words. Um, he was. And I don't know who he is, and I don't know who the young lady is that was with him. No idea. Uh, I was able to watch them for about 17 seconds. <laughs> I watched the Hillbilly Hoedown New Year's Eve from Nashville. I probably gave that a couple minutes because Leonard Skinnerd came on. Uh, and they were performing outside somewhere in Nashville, and they looked for old men. They looked very cold. Uh, and then, and I believe, you know, I'm a I'm a old school Leonard Skinner fan. I make no apologies. I loved Leonard Skinner when they were Leonard Skinner before the plane crash and when people died. And I went and saw them a couple years ago on what was supposed to be their farewell tour, but they lied. Um, but I still think they're grave robbers because. The brother of Ronnie Van Zant is the lead singer now of Leonard Skinner. And there's probably two Leonard Skinner guys left, two original Leonard Skinner guys left. Is and Leonard it, one of them? No, but Mr. Skinner is. Okay. And um, and at one point they take Ronnie Van Zant's hat and put it on the mic stand under a spotlight and they sing something else. Uh, so anyway, the the Hillbilly Hoedown Hootenanny for New Year's Eve Um you know, I watch Leonard Skinner sing a couple songs, and that brings us to ABC Channel Seven. With uh, I don't know if you follow this, Cody, but every year for the last few years, uh, Cheryl Scott, the meteorologist, and uh, oh my gosh, now I can, now I'm uh, why am I blanking on his name? He's the morning news anchor. But they get drunk, right? No, they oh. do a dance number. Oh, they do some. Um, choreographed dance thing that gets more and more elaborate every year because there's a story. This year's story was they were secret agents. Terrell Brown. Yes. Thank you, Ken. Terrell Brown and Cheryl Scott. They were secret agents, Cody. And AI robots were taking over Chicago. And they had to stop the AI robots with dance they end up on a boat, like one of the Wendella tour boats, and the AI robots are there, and they have a dance-off, and somehow Terrell and Cheryl defeat them in some crazed uh, choreographed number. Now, I'm not saying they can't dance. They, they dance just fine, but it's weird. And then after the dance is done, we go to the same, uh, you know, every they've got like five locations going, each one worse than the next. And everybody seems to be trying to pretend to have a good time. And it's just, oh, my God, this is awful. Hmm. 
Yeah. Where do they even are they even on site somewhere in Chicago? Sure, they are. Uh, a couple people were at uh, a club on the south side where people were stepping, doing the stepping dance okay. dances. Right. Um, they were on a boat. I think the boat where they had uh, finished up their dance routine. So they were there, um, Terrell and Cheryl. And then uh, two other people that I didn't know that I had to look up and imagine um, a husband and wife, both radio people, both media people. And it was ungodly horrible. They were in whiting at, uh, because they drop a giant pierogi at uh, midnight. Because Whiting is where they have the big pierogi festival. And they a have Mr. Pierogi? Pierogi. Is it and a pierogi? Pierogi. Is it a pierogi? A pierogi. Is it a pierogi? No, pierogi. Huh. Pierogi. Interesting take. And they have the dancing, dancing yayas or something. Yayas. <laughs> dancing yayas. And they're there, and these two media people who are trying to be funny, and the wife is pregnant, so she can't drink, but the husband is wild, and he can drink, and woo, he's going to do shots, but then he does like two shots, he goes, oh, this is too much, and I'm like, you're a puss, oh, this is too much, I can't have another shot, shut up, girl, and then, um, uh, so they, they were there, and then somebody else was somewhere, I can't remember where, uh, Somebody else was, but it was it was crazy. It was just awful. And I, I watched it till midnight. And then the minute Debbie actually stayed up this year, the minute the clock struck 12, Debbie got up. We kissed goodnight, said happy new year. She went to bed. I turned on uh Hulu so I could watch a couple episodes of Justified before I went to bed. <laughs> so that was that was my New Year's Eve. Wow. And it was lovely it was it just was and i almost i almost started to tweet currently x i almost started to x yeah about it and i was like nah it's not worth it nah, don't i'm do not it. getting into this never do it no nah. yeah so that was new year's eve you how know, was your party it was good it was good i, I gotta say i we went through a lot of barrel aged beer um <laughs> So on a on a recent on our holiday special of uh, Crafty Brewers Tales of Pine Craft Beer, which you can yes. listen to at craftybrewerspod.com or on your favorite podcast. I love the cross promotion. Thank you. Um, so uh we did an episode where we drank this was relevant to New Year's, where we drank some cellared beers. We took some Goose Island Bourbon County Stout, which we which from years when we like varieties we loved. Like if you listen to me and Brian for a long time, one of my favorite beers I've ever drank probably in my top like three beers of all time was Goose Island's barley wine from like five, six years ago. Um, we drank it and I could not finish my glass because yeah. it was so bad. It was just bad because it's old. Yeah. Um, we had let them go too long. Some were like six, seven years old. Yeah. We let them go too long. Now you brought over to my house when you came to visit uh, before New Year's Eve, you brought over a 2020 proprietors blend. 2020 or? proprietors and a 2019, um, uh, from Milwaukee. Yeah. And the 2019 from Milwaukee, we split together. Yes. Pretty good. The 2020 held up good. Yeah. 
It was very good. So thank you for that beer. You're welcome. So that was that was among the beers that we had. So I, I split many with friends and uh, you're good. Stayed stayed mostly sober. It was pretty solid. Um, but on the subject of TV, uh, we also my wife and I finished Deadlock. Oh, did you enjoy it? We thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, Brian has made the recommendation before, but now I will second that recommendation. It is a show on Amazon Prime Video. It is only about eight episodes long, one season, one and done. It's just a mystery that lasts eight episodes and then they finish. If you liked Twin Peaks, David Lynch's Twin Peaks, I would describe this as if David Lynch had made Twin Peaks in 2023, but he was Australian. Um, and he made it a little more accessible. Not quite as weird. It's Yeah, you're right. I would say it's definitely not quite as weird. But in terms of like, we've inter, interspersing a murder mystery with like tonal mismatches. Yes. Right? Like having How someone, funny is that short detective? The, she's a, I mean, the characters are incredible. Yeah. The short, and it's a, it's a duo that, that leads and one is hilarious. But like, Things like, you know, a, a person is mourning a victim and they're sobbing and then they just say outrageous, hilarious things like, oh, my hair appointment, you know, and you're just like, like, it's it's borderline realism, but it's like a little bit surreal into the realm of parody and it just becomes silly, um, but in a subtle way. So those kinds of tonal things um, and the unexpectedness and you want to know who did it, right? Sure. Like, yeah, like, it's got a good murder mystery in there. Right, like in the original Twin Peaks. So I, I, I really, if you, if you liked the original Twin Peaks, I, I, I cannot recommend this highly enough. And it just, it all comes together. And there is some very smart, very funny humor. And it's very 2023. It's very topical, mm -hmm. um, and it throws out a lot. It covers a lot of, of um, socially relevant stuff in a very funny way. Yeah. And it's Australian, which makes it even better because you're like, oh, this is a thing over there too. Um, so yeah, just it's Deadlock, L-O-C-H, on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I found it, the murder mystery part was great. The humor, like you said, was great. All right, I have another, I have another mystery show for you. Oh. It's on Netflix. It's called Fool Me Once. Okay. And it's, uh, it's only... Eight episodes. Could these? That's what I love about these British shows. They're like eight episodes. Boom. This one well, is really is no longer part of Britain, right? Well, this one's straight up British. Okay. This is straight up British, or these you know uh, these shows from over. They they don't mess around. They don't need fifteen episodes to tell a story. They get in and out. And this is about. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. A woman who was a soldier. Um, her husband is killed. Her sister had been killed about a month before. And we see, we follow the characters we follow. This one is more of a straight up mystery. There's not as much humor in it. There's little bits here and there, mm. but um, but it's really good too. Okay. It's really good. Fool me once on Netflix. Very nice. Yeah. So there's another little, and I feel more cultured when they all have British accents. Sure. You know, I'm like, oh, this is, but. Then I, we having watched a couple British shows in a row, I was like, I needed I need an American show. Yeah. So we started watching an American show. I did have to have subtitles on the first two episodes of Deadlock. Get, <laughs> yeah. get into the uh, because they're very Australian. It's very thick that accent. I am, uh, um, you know, I had to turn the volume down because my son's asleep, so it's like, right. like what? Um, but I got used to it very quickly. 
So yeah, well, I'm glad um, you liked it. Good. Thank you. Yes, thank you for the reco. And uh, I guess just to wrap up the New Year's thing, what are your resolutions, Brian? I have no resolutions. Okay. I'm tired of making resolutions. I've stopped making resolutions. I just, you know, I have enough disappointment in my life. <laughs> I have enough uh, self-loathing for not getting things done. So why put another log on that fire? The new year starts. I try to be a good guy. I try to do the right thing uh, and uh, work hard, all that kind of stuff. That's not a resolution. That's just how I should be. What am I going to say? I'm going to stop smoking. I don't smoke. I'm going to stop drinking. Not a chance. Uh, maybe I, you know, maybe I watch my uh, watch my food intake and stuff. Okay, but I'm not going to say I'm going to go on a diet. <laughs> eh, nothing. What about you? You sound like you sound like a man with resolutions. I'm not. I actually have nothing to resolve at all. I resolve to not resolve. I can do that. How about that? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't do any any resolutions, but no. I did. I did, Brian. I made. Uh, well, I have, a, I have a few things that kind of all tie together. Let's hear them. Um. So I, I said I mentioned, made it, I vaguely alluded to making an update to my home. So yes, you did. It wasn't vague. It was convoluted. It was horrible. So adjacent to my bedroom is uh what we've called the library because there are many bookcases and a desk, uh where my wife's uh, computer is. I have my my I put my gaming PC in there and I do okay. video editing and some gaming in there. It well, does have a very library feel. It's a very cool room. Thank you. Well, it's different now because we. Oh. We really, so downstairs, we have one big living room. We don't have like a separate playroom area. It's just one big right. living room and a kitchen, obviously. Um, so it's always trashed because we have a three-year-old. And uh, for New Year's, we had some friends over who had a like a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old-ish. And we, you know, with my son and, oh, and my niece was visiting, who's three. We're like, let's like have a play area for the kids. Well, the only like common area that's not downstairs is the library. So we moved uh, moved some furniture around. I put up some extra LED lights to make it Ooh. fancy. Um, and we got them in there. And afterwards, my wife said, I think we should make this into a playroom. So we put a little rug up there, moved all the cars and trucks up there. And now it's a Ooh. playroom and it's amazing. Nice. Yeah, because I've got my desk. So the problem with the like, if I want to play a video game, my kid is playing on the entertainment center. He's got his little cars and stuff under on the entertainment center. The TV's mounted to the wall. But if I turn on the TV, he now has a 65-inch TV three inches from his face. Right. Whatever I'm doing, them rays. It's kind of in his face, right? So up in the playroom now, I've, I can sit at the desk. It's still a big monitor, but I can tilt it a little. And now all of a sudden, I'm over here in the corner, basically, you know, working or yeah. shopping online or playing a video game. And my kid's right there playing, and he wants me. I can jump up and play with him for a little bit, and then he's yeah. like, go away, Dad. It's, just, it's going great. Um, That's cool. And he's he goes up and down the stairs by himself, so he you don't have to worry about the stairs, right? Oh, yeah. No, we have gates. We have yeah. Gates. My daughter loves playing. It's great. It's great. Um, so that's well, cool. Plus, then really they can get up. Like, if they get up early, they could go in there. And not have to go downstairs. Oh, I'd rather they go downstairs because I live. I live. My bedroom is there. I live. My bedroom is next to the live this room. Okay. A couple times, like a couple, there were a couple days over break where my wife was like starts playing with them in there and I was still asleep and I'm hearing like my son likes to take a basket of Legos and dump them on the floors. They're just (laughs) crashing. I'm just like, this is not what I wanted. No. You got to have a playroom, but that's, that's fine. But it brings me to my question. 
Yes. I love I love like tinkering with homes. I love decoration ideas. I set up like a gallery wall of picture frames yes. in the hallway upstairs. Like I love these things. So I just got this flyer in the mail for I literally just got this today for the Chicago Home Show. Oh, at the Drury Lane Event Center in Oak Brook Terrace this Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Free admission, free valet parking. What? Enter to win a Virgin Islands vacation. Whoa. And you can speak with experts who will make your home improvement projects easier. I'm not going to do that because they're going to Will Mr. Fix-It Lou Manfredini be there? I don't know. It doesn't say that. All it says is free admission, free valet parking. Has anyone gone to this? I think it'd be a fun way to spend a Saturday. Bring my kids, look at windows, doors, and siding, and painting, and flooring, and decks, and adjustable pillows, and beds, and roofing, and gutter protection. I don't know. Think it could be fun? I don't know. It might be. I went to uh, I went to one of these uh, uh, travel trip and travel shows. Yeah, at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Now, oh, the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. That's in Rosemont. Yeah, I uh, I went because I was doing it for the old station. But that was fun walking around and seeing all the different booths with, you know, travel locations, and they had a dog sled there, and they were so maybe walking around, you know. Learning about screened in, maybe you put in a screened in room. Maybe uh, you know, maybe you get some ideas for a gazebo. Something you know, you could. Uh, they'll have backyard ideas that you could enjoy. Right. Yeah. Now I, I'm sure your son would enjoy it because there'll be people hammering stuff, and there'll be there might be a dump truck there or something. Right. I would think. I don't know if the kids, baby cares. It's got to be kid friendly, right? Well, it's homeowner friendly homeowners and yeah of course if a you lot of homeowners home, have kids a lot of home right i'm sure so, there'll be something there for the kids if you're thinking of doing any home now i don't want it to just be a bunch of like you know like home depot and menards like set up like let's sell you stuff but i mean i know it's the whole points to sell you stuff but like i don't know what's the I name will, of this it's uh, oakbrookhomeshow.com. It's, they call it the Chicago Home Show, but it's an Oak Brook. You know, they're, they're opening up. There's a chain coffee shop in Indianapolis that's opening. They say they're opening their first Chicago location, and it's in Lombard. That's not Chicago. It's not. That's even remotely Chicago. Nope. We're not even like two suburbs over. We're like five. That's far away from uh, Chicago. Because it's right down the block. And my God, I am excited for it to open so I can start to work from there and just hang out somewhere. <laughs> not my house. And it's right. It's literally like a one minute drive from me. But I go to their Insta and I'm like Googling like, when does the Lombard coffee shop open? When does it open? And it's like, their Instagram page is just like, we're opening our first Chicago land versus for no, our first Chicago location, not Chicago land. Not Chicago. And land. I look at the picture and I'm like, that's Lombard. And, then, and someone in the comments is like, what neighborhood? They're like Lombard, Illinois. That is not, that's not even a little it's bit. Not, no, not even close to Chicago. The, you know, the Chicago, the Chicago Tough Mudder is in Rockford. Rockford is a hundred miles from Chicago. That doesn't seem to, no. it's 100 miles from Chicago. That is where the the Chicago Tough Mudder is. Um, yeah, I don't see any pictures of kids. See when I when I wonder I'm looking if, to see if I, I was looking to see if they had like a fact page, an FAQ page. They do not. It they just don't. says about us. There's that. Yeah, there's but nothing there. I'll just go. 
click here for the event advertising overview. Oh, that's to buy stuff. Anyway, all right. If anybody's been, they think it's fun. Let me know. Otherwise, uh, it's kind of a cheesy uh, website, though. That's a terrible website. Yeah, it doesn't look good. So much to talk to them about their website improvement needs. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Not today. Not today. Same. I like free admission and free valet parking. Homeowners, click here for the visitors page. Right. All right. Are you attending the event? I don't know. Oh, look, you can learn about decks, gazebos, and brick pavers. I told sunrooms. That's I said that again. Your basement could use a rehab. The basement we have been talking about. My wife cleared part of it out because she wants to finish part of it. Yeah. Um that's a good when you're when your kids get a little older, basement is good. You don't hear anything down there. Yeah. Well, except the giant age scene. Well. Like the furnace is right there. Like it's loud. What yeah, are they going to hang out? Like your furnace is just out in the open. Yes, it's a whole. It's an unfinished basement. Well, then if you finish it, you'd put the furnace in its own little room. We'd have to put a lot of wall. Like it's loud. Everybody's furnace is in the basement. I don't know. My other thing is that you got a dragon down there breathing into a cauldron. How no, can it the, be so loud? No, but the basement is Shelob's lair. There's more spiders there than a Skulltola in, in the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. There's a throwback. There wow. are so many spiders in my basement. It is like there is a spider factory. Oh, you froze. You froze right when you were going to say it was churning, churning out spiders. Or do you say spidrays? I, I can't just fine. You no, you, you froze up. Now you're back. That's weird. Now there are so you're many spiders. Now. Why would I finish? Why would I put a finished room in a basement that is just littered with spiders? Because you, you you call a little somebody I like to call the exterminator. They don't kill spiders. Nothing kills spiders. They're invincible. Really? Yeah. Mm, I bet there's chemicals. Might take out you and your family's hair, but the spiders will be gone. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Right, Build a room where the chemicals are. <laughs> All I right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. you. Either you either get the basement refinished, or you leave the spiders to run the place. I'll talk to an expert at the home show about finishing the basement. But then they'll be like, well, yeah, I'll tell you all this. Now, give me $35,000 to put up some drywall. Yeah, don't uh, don't pay. Don't bring, a, don't bring a credit card. It's free to get in. That's true. You know, <laughs> don't bring a credit card. Don't bring a checkbook. I don't even know if you have a checkbook. I do. Uh, do you? All right, don't bring it. Right. Bring just enough cash to get yourself something to drink. Okay. And to buy your kid a pretzel. All right. It's got to be a pretzel. All right, all right. Well, before uh, before you give me the one question history test, yes. The final thing I'll say about my house is that I do have an update on my desk that I am building. For yes, my office. This, this desk that is. How long has this project been going on? Quite some I, time. Check the tape. It's in. It's probably. I think check I bought the, the tape. I think I bought the lumber in either February or March last year. Okay, so coming up on a year. So, quick recap for those who have not been following. I bought two. Uh, Eight foot long live edge slabs of wood that match at a resale shop in Rockford. The beautiful walnut, uh, about an inch or so thick, a little thicker than that. Uh, perfect. I, I wanted to I, do a glue up, combine them so it would be about eight feet long, about three to four feet deep, like pretty deep table. Uh, it, depending because they, they, it, 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 uh, it curves out significantly. So one end is like three feet wide or longer and then or, or deeper and then the the it, you know it tapers um but uh 
so I wanted to make a desk out of it to put in my office forever ago. I did all this research. I finally did the glue up. The glue up did not go very smoothly. Glue up means basically I put the two slabs together. I had to go through this whole process of buying clamps, many clamps. <laughs> I bought the wrong all the clamps. I bought the wrong pipe. I bought galvanized pipe so that it got oil all over everything. So I had to duct tape it. And then I bought pipe clamps to go on the galvanized pipe. So I had these makeshift clamps. Now I have like 10 eight-foot clamps. Like it got crazy. And, and I bought a dowel kit because I was going to put dowels in to line up the table. And then I didn't yeah. end up using the dowels. So now I just have this dowel jig kits, which is probably why the glue up didn't go as well as it could have. Right, because you didn't dowel it up. Got it glued up, borrowed my dad's power uh, planer to uh, electric planer to try to, to plane it flat. That just gouged the table and didn't make it flat. It just gave it a bunch of different ridges. Then I bought a like a $300 joiner planer from like 1908 that, uh, that I wanted to use and be able to adjust to hand plane it. And I couldn't get it to hand plane right. And then I, I couldn't get the blade right. So I was like taking chunks out of the table. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. Well, finally, Brian, yesterday, my wife came home from, from teaching yoga. And I was just, I had had a lot of the kids that day. And I just said, I'm going to go in the garage. And I went in there and I got, there's a, I, short, I took apart the joiner plane and I took the blade and I have this paper. It's like a micro, it's like a micro grinder, but it's sheets of paper, like construction paper. Okay. But there's micro like abrasions in them. And so you actually just rub the, the steel, the flat steel against this paper and it sharpens it. Oh. It literally sharpens. So I ground down the, uh, the, the blade in the joiner plane to make it super, super sharp with this paper which I had to improvise because you're supposed to uh, use the adhesive on the paper to affix it to glass because oh. glass is smooth and flat and then do it. No, I just make sure I just held it basically and did it. So I sharpened this blade, put it together, watched like two hours of YouTube videos on joiner planes to know how to use it right. Got it to adjust the right way. Got it all fixed up. Joiner plane, the kept joiner planing it. And I'm like, I got it in the right place. Flip the table over to the side I want to be the top, and I joiner plane that sucker up. Damn right you did. I gouged a little bit, and I I was like, all right, how bad is this? I took my power sander. I power sanded it to see how bad the gouge would be after I power sand it. Turns out not that bad. I decided that if the end of the glue up at the very edge of the table, like three inches or so, was just like really misaligned and looked bad, so I cut it off with a skill saw. Took my cordless skill saw, my cordless DeWalt skill saw, zipped that off, got a straight ass line there. So yeah. it's, it's super perpendicular to the rest of the table. And uh, now the top is flat. And now Woo! I have an excuse to buy a random orbital sander so that I can actually sand it down. I need to sand it down three different grits. And I decided on a finish because I talked to a guy that I talked to three people that do carpentry. One friend in Rockford, one family friend in Rockford, one cousin in Rockford, and then a friend that came over on New Year's, talked to all three of them. They said, don't put a, I'm not going to use polyurethane. I'm just going to put a wood oil on it. So I need to sand the heck out of it. I'm going to sand it with a bunch of grits, get it down to like a thousand grit or something crazy like that. Then I'm going to put on the wood oil and then it will be done. And then I am wow. going to go outside, 
lift the tabletop up onto the balcony adjacent to my office because it won't go up the stairs because it's too big. Oh, it's too big. Sure. It's by like four feet. So it won't go inside. So I have to bring it out in the back of my garage door, have somebody lift it up onto the balcony upstairs, put it through my eight foot sliding glass door and then set it in my office and then buy legs for it and then put the legs on it. Good Lord. Woodworking is really effing hard. Like, yeah. it's not like you just like buy a flat piece of wood and then you like attach two pieces of wood or like cut it. Like cutting wood, it is hard to cut straight. Attaching wood to other wood, it is hard to clamp it right. Um, <laughs> sanding it, it is hard to sand it straight. Planing it, like woodworking is working. Are you saying that every aspect of this project is hard? It is insane. It is insane. <laughs> woodworking is a... Uh, thing that there is so like there's a 20 minute video on how to assemble and uh and calibrate your joiner plane and another 25 minute video on the proper ways to use it including the right stance to use the right <laughs> motions to use how to adjust it if the wood gets cut like there was literally an hour like more than an hour with some other videos of just how to use the joiner plane that's one tool this one step in the process it's one thing. Like, but think of the skills you'll be able to pass down to I, your young apprentice. I am, I am going to get my kid in so many carpentry classes. Like, I, I, I wish mean, I'd learned a trade. My uncle used to do. He built curio. He built. He was really good at it. But his stuff would be down in his workshop for months, and we'd go down and we'd see the clamps on it. We'd see. Yeah, it's that's why good furniture is so expensive. Yeah. You know, you're not going to Ikea and putting it together with little, you know, Swedish bolts. For a table like this, depending on the legs and depending on how thick you get, it could cost $10,000. Yeah. And I'm going to do it for maybe like six to 800 tops. Including yeah, but how many all hours? The... How many oh. hours are you putting into this thing? Oh, God. it's It's been at least... Three? No, it's been... <laughs> no. I'm going to have to think about that, but it's a lot been, of hours. It's been at least 40. Okay. Because there's so much planning and learning. Yeah. Like if you include the YouTube videos, like what's your hourly rate? Hourly rate. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. That's why people pay that kind of money for good furniture. Well, I'm glad there's progress. Now you're going to, how are you going to hoist it up there to your balcony? Theoretically, I think that will be the relatively easy part because the balcony from the deck to the balcony I can get on a stepladder and I have done this and I can get on a stepladder and step up to the top step and climb over onto the balcony. So how tall is a stepladder? Eight feet, six feet? They're all different. I have a 10 foot and a six foot. A stepladder? Yeah. You have a 10 foot stepladder? Damn right I do. Damn. Why wouldn't um, I? Am I taller than my stepladder? I'm probably about the same height. I think ours is six feet. Sure. Six that's feet. the uh, that's the average. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? It's a six foot stepladder, but I put it on my picnic table to climb up. That sounds so, safe. Yeah, that's a, that's a how tall is a picnic table? Probably three, four feet, three feet, three and three a half feet. feet. Off so all right, so let's say it's about nine feet, right? So someone holding an eight foot long table. If I get two people at the bottom, one person at the top, all you have to do is rest it against the um the. But side this of the thing belt. sounds heavy. It's really heavy, but you get two people on the bottom, rest it on the top, and then have them just like lift it, push it over their head. And then the person on top just needs to grab it from both sides and just pull it. That's yeah, that sounds easy. It, I, I, it shouldn't be that, like, honestly, it shouldn't be that hard. It just requires three, two to three people. 
And, um, and I would just put the unfinished side on the bottom so that like, you know, if it gets a little bit nicked or put some blankets down or something, but I, I, I really think it'll be easy to move in and then I'll put it inside and keep it up here until the legs come. And then when the legs come, I'll attach the legs up on my balcony so that I like, so I can fit it in the house. All right. Well, call me when it's done and I'd love to, uh, I'd love to come and see. Oh yeah. Oh. Everyone is going to see this table when it's done. This desk when it's yeah, done. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not hoisting some giant table up. Uh, that sounds precarious. Oh, you don't want to come help with that? No, I'll supervise. <laughs> I keep telling you it's a bad idea. I have other friends. I know you do. They don't Thank do goodness. with me, but... No, listen. Yeah, they're probably young and spry. So that's who you want. I'd keep the children away during this endeavor. Yeah, they got to be in it. They got to be. Uh, uh, Gina says she pays quarterly for an exterminator because of spider issues. Uh, she's never had a spider issue since they used the company. Um, what company? I don't know. Gina, What's, what company? What's I, use e I use Eco Shield, but we still have Eco Shield. Well, they, yeah, because you're not killing them. You know? Maybe. You got to listen. There's only one way to kill spiders, and that's napalm you gotta you gotta use spider napalm you gotta go in there and get them wow. but gina if you're still listening what uh you know or send uh send us a message or comment later what company you use to kill spiders yeah what if she just has like a she just unleashed some bats downstairs local colorado company well that doesn't help me oh well, that's not gonna help we had large spiders. We had large spiders there are big spiders just in Colorado. are there really is that a thing in colorado I big spiders oh so, yeah is it like uh, the the bugs down in uh, Florida? Oh, Sandy wants me to video record the garage to the picnic table to the patio thing. I want to try and document more of it. I need to. I want to make sure I document some of it. Yeah, especially the part where you fall off the ladder off the picnic table with the table on top, and it slices you in half. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, he won't help you when you're well, laying down there. Yeah. When you're laying down there in two and your legs are kicking and your top is going, oh, my legs are over there and my hands are over there and the table's over there. <laughs> we'll do it. <sighs> Good luck. Thanks. All right. Here, before we get out of here, uh, I got to give you a, a one question history test. Can't wait. Now, you may have heard you may have heard various answers to this history test before, but I want you to answer honestly, Cody. A human. No. What would you say was the cause of the Civil War? 9-11. 9-11 was the cause of the Civil War. Hold on. Let me run that through the Bozo Pewter and see if you are correct. Nope. Sorry. That's not it. What? Nope. Where do you get your news? I heard that on the Daily Wire Plus. Are you sure? No. The Daily Wire Plus? What was the cause of the Civil War? Yeah, um, it was the when, Civil War? Uh, John Wilkes Booth shot Bill Burr. Right. <laughs> or, or Adam West killed Alexander Hamilton. I think it was because there was a there was a practice that some people in the south did that some people in the north didn't want them to do. Was it I don't remember what it was called though. Was it a dance? No. Was it marrying that, your sister? No, no, that's still legal down there. Roll tide. No, um, there's uh <laughs> there <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
you had to get specific. Yeah, I sure did. Um, yeah, uh, I said something to do with owning people, but I that could just be conjecture. But yeah, the Civil War, I believe, had a lot to do with slavery. Slavery. Hold on, let me run that through the bozo pewter. You're correct, Cody. You know what, what that win? means? What do I win? Well, you can run for president now because you know more about history than uh, a number of the potential candidates for president of the United States. Cool. That's good. So I don't know what your platform is going to be. Uh, Windows, probably Windows, probably yeah. Windows 7 Pro. Okay. All right. I think that'll be good. Maybe Mac OS Lion Hydra, where the stupid animal they are on and now is. Hi, what? They always it's like Mac 11 Hydra, Mac 10 Fox, Mac 10, like Mac 9. Are, are you, did you have a stroke? No, Mac is it's always some dumb animal. Mac. Mac OS operating system. Mac OS X 11.4 is like I use the, Windows. You don't have any Macs? Yeah, I have a Mac. I don't know what I'm running. I'm running some sort of. What animals has Mac used for its operating systems? I just asked my phone that. I don't think my Mac, Mac OS X 10.4 Tiger, 10.5 Leopard, 10.6 Snow Leopard, 10.7. Uh, hold on, I just had it. All right, I don't know. 10.1 Puma, 10.2 Jaguar. Uh, let's see. Now they changed. After 10.8 Mountain Lion, it was Mavericks, then Yosemite, then El Capitan, then Sierra, High Sierra. High Sierra is what I got, or Sierra. Oh, now it's in a California location-based naming system. Um, it used to be animals. Now it's Okay, California. I was going to say, I know, it's, I, I know that's not what I have. Who cares about California? Wow. California sucks. Ah, uh, does it? No, no, it doesn't. Which the weather's nice. The weather is here. Wish you were beautiful. Well, the weather is always the exact same. It's not though. That's a, that's a rumor. Sometimes there's a small breeze, and when you've no place to go, sit in traffic all day. Wow, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a <laughs> lot to go here. From Got him. time for an edible. Go ahead. So, uh, who? Which which president said this? Well, uh, Nikki Haley, who is um, Nikki Haley, who's running for president, tried to make it out as it was states' rights. Nicholas Haley, Nikki, no, Nikki, N I K K I, Nikki. Oh, Nikki, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Nikki. Yeah. Even though that's Ricky, <laughs> uh, she said it that um, it was all about states' rights. Even though she's from South Carolina. And uh, they were the first state to secede from the union. So it wasn't about that. And then um, then uh, some orange guy said that uh, it was all about negotiation. And he could, he could have negotiated the Civil War. He also said, look, having nuclear, my uncle was a great professor and scientist and engineer, Dr. John Trump at MIT. Good genes, very good genes, okay? Very smart. The Wharton School of Finance, very good, very smart. You know, if you're a conservative Republican, if I were a liberal, if like, okay, if I ran as a liberal Democrat, they would say I'm one of the smartest people anywhere in the world. It's true. But when you're a conservative, blah, blah, blah. Reads like a Mad Lib. Reads like an insane Mad Lib.
Are you going to be following the Iowa caucus as somebody who went to school in Iowa? Next week is the Iowa caucus. I literally didn't know we were in primary season. Oh, you didn't? Why would I know that? Because you're an American and you need you this. Listen, Cody, I don't know if you've heard. The consequences of this election are earth shattering. Yeah. So you might want to, you might want to. My vote literally doesn't matter and Trump's probably going to win. Your vote does matter. No, we're. I'm in Illinois. We're gonna go Republican Democrat. I don't know. If Biden's the candidate, Biden will win Illinois. If he like dies or something, that's see, that's dangerous. Democrat. No, if he he's old. If he if something happens to him and he no, I'm saying not your not your statement was dangerous, but not voting is dangerous. Just no, I'll vote, but I'm just saying it does. It like really like Illinois is like eighty twenty Democrat or something stupid like that. Crazy like. Well, then let's move to Georgia or Florida. If I, dude, if I lived in like Colorado, I'd like I'd be like, yeah, my vote matters, or like it doesn't really here. Like it doesn't. It does. I'm gonna vote, but local is where the, my impact will be. True. If I go de- if I go and, and like put in a vote for whoever the Democratic presidential candidate is, it's not going to make a difference right. in Illinois. I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Cody. If it were like within like a 20 point margin, I'd think about it. But it's like ridiculously left for the president. Right. Like, am I wrong? No, Illinois, wrong usually, like, no Illinois usually does go uh, like overwhelmingly. Democratic. Left. And that, like, I, that's great. I'm not complaining. But that's that's. Chicago, there's a lot of state, and one of these days, those uh, you know, those people are going to coalesce. Yeah, no, look, if my if I look at so I'll look at some numbers, and if my county is like super, like I don't know, different or something or or more or whatever, then I'll like think it matters more. I will vote because local matters significantly. And I was sure voting. you want to you want some input on these uh, holiday light specials in your town. Yeah, but I'm just saying. And you want them to re- learn that your town is not Chicago. Realistically, when you look at actual numbers, like you you can look at it, you can look at a county in Illinois and be like, oh, like 275,000 people voted for Biden and like 10,000 voted for Trump. I think it's a fair thing to be like, yeah, my vote in doesn't Cook, really matter there. County, but. Every vote, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot more state than Cook County. I'm not taking it for granted, I Sandy. I'm just, I no, I I just, I just like you said. How would I know? I don't know because it's everywhere. Yeah, you don't even have to be a political junkie to know that. You know, it's primary season. It's 2024. As the kids say, shit's getting real. What would you like me to do about it? Uh, Nothing. Just want you to be aware. Be an informed electorate. Aware. Just be aware. Where? Everywhere. Be constantly on the lookout. All at once? Yep. So why are we talking about the Civil War in um, primaries? I don't know. Just because people are, you know, people want to ask people questions. And she answered that question, I guess, a couple years ago. And she answered it wrong then. And so somebody wanted to ask her it again, see if she'd still answer it wrong. And say that it was states' rights and it wasn't about slavery. But then she backpedaled hard. Did she? Yeah. That's kind of um, good, right? I, I don't know. I don't trust any of them. Either either party, any party side. In my office. Hold on. Who is? Uh-oh. There could be an interloper. I hope we don't see Cody assassinated. Who's that? Who's there? Is it the boy? 
is the boy? It's it's a long time past the boy's boy. Been. Where is the boy? I'm gonna go help this. Did you boy. send him away? Well, no, listen, why don't we? Why don't we? Because uh, I'm having some intestinal distress. So why don't we wrap this? Uh, okay, start wrapping this up. Let's do that. Uh, and I will. Uh, I will tell you that I am uh, next week. We'll be talking about. I, I am uh, emceeing the St. Patrick's Day Queen contest again on Ooh. Sunday. So we will be talking about that next week and so much more. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Realities May Vary. Uh, also, you can please choose to support our other endeavor, which is, of course, Crafty Brewers, Tales Behind Craft Beer. You can go to craftybrewerspod.com. You can uh, listen wherever you get your podcast. You can watch it on YouTube and on Insta, Insta, Instagram. We are crafty underscore brewers underscore pod. So uh, go to those places. Realities may vary shirts coming very, very soon to the merch page at craftybrewerspod.com. So if you've ever thought, boy, I would really like to support Brian and Cody, and I would like to wear a Realities May Vary shirt or an Eggs and Toast shirt, um, those will be there too, and you can pick up uh, you can pick those up when you pick up your crafty brewer stuff. Does the boy want to say hi? No, I don't like when being we're broadcasting. Oh, all right. Well, tell him I said hello. Hello, young hi. man. Brian says hello, bud. Can you say hi, Brian? No, he's sleeping. No, he's, he's sleeping. All right. Well, go get uh, go get some sleep, little man. Uh, we will talk to you again next week, Cody. Anything else? No, just bye.